Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Toilet Titles. My name is Justin Stevens, and I'm back with you for another episode of Toilet Titles. Episode 174 for Toilets to Titles. This is a very special episode. I'm going to steal the title from our guest today. It's a mock on mock on mock. Um, we are going to be doing a mock draft today that is based off of the potential landing spots that we landed with in a mock draft that myself and Coach Sheps and several of the others um, on the team did. I'm not going to go through and name everybody, but I do at least want to name the guests that weren't part of Toilets to Titles that helped out with this mock draft. We're going to be going over this mock draft more in detail in a little bit, but I do want to thank at OJ Hopkinson, um, at Spideys78, at Deep Fried Draft, at Jeff Hasley, at Miranda, she wrote, and at, of course, Shane Hallam, um, at Shane P. Hallam, that is. I got to make sure I get that right. Um, but we did it. We did a mock draft online. Uh, just kicking it back and forth. We went three rounds. This is an actual NFL mock draft. So as a, for instance, with the 101, the Carolina Panthers took Bryce, Bryce Young. So my guest and I tonight are going to sit down and, uh, and I mean, I'm actually kind of a guest too, but we'll go over that in just a moment, but we're going to sit down and we're going to do a mock draft based off of that mock draft, the landing spots. We'll get into that draft a little bit more in detail here in, uh, here in just a moment. But first off, let me introduce the guest for Toilets of Titles, the guy from Dynasty Warzone, Randy. Memphis, how's it going, buddy? What's happening, guys? Welcome to a little collab between my good friends over at Toilets to Titles and, of course, the Dynasty Warzone. Man, I'm I'm super excited to be back. Yeah, when when John, our good friend Coach Sheps, sent me the, the DM to be on this show, he was like, we're going to do a mock about a mock. And I was like, we got mocks on mocks on mocks, man. It's, it's, it's going to be a big show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I like this idea. You know, we get to take the hypothetical of the mock draft you guys did and y'all did a great job. There was like 10 trades and uh, I, I love promoting. So if you want to see the actual mock draft, these guys did, you go to toilets, to titles, and you, you look under their mock draft queue and, and you will find this because I had to look it over because my man here, Justin, fellow Colts fan, if you're watching live on the Toilets to Titles YouTube channel now, because we're also going to play this podcast on the Dynasty Warzone podcast feed. So if you're looking and because you can't look if you're listening to a podcast, you should be listening with your ears. But if you go to YouTube and you search Toilets to Titles, First of all, you should already be a subscriber, but if you're not, remedy that right quick. And you look over over Justin's shoulder there, you'll see a certain horseshoe that I happen to be fond of as well. So you got a couple of indie guys here, co-hosting, co-collaborating, and mock drafting. And uh, Justin, can, can I leave you like a message for our friend and coach? Absolutely. You know, remind him of what happened the last time he let me come into his podcast and, and co-host. Uh, you know, you know, it was it was the Dynasty War Zone. I was the guest that never left. And um, I say I, I say that completely joking because you know how much I love John like a brother. Uh happy to jump in. Uh was super excited for him to be on. But this is what I love about John. It's family first. He had a little family biznatch. He had to take care of a little business, if you will. Say it like Dusty Rhodes, the American dream. A little biznatch, but uh he's busy taking care of his family business, and we love John. So we're going to sit here and talk uh, talk some ball, man. Absolutely. I'll just make sure I tell him to listen to the first three minutes. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, break the punchline for him. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. So first off, 
the mock draft itself, um, the first thing, the first glaring thing that I noticed that we need to correct for next time is of all the names I see on here, I do not see any Dynasty Warzone or Memphis on here. And we've got to correct that for, for the next mock draft um, because it, it was a long mock draft. It was one of those things where we just uh, um, we would pick and then tell the next person they're up. It took several days. So, um, so that's on us. That was a huge glaring mistake on our part. We will make sure we get um, the actual Memphis in here. Those of, just, like, just like Memphis said, guys, those of you that are following Toilet Titles, you have got to follow Dynasty Warzone. There's going to be a lot of collab work moving forward. You've already seen a little bit of it, just a taste of it. But moving forward, um, we, uh, we really want to make this a real uh, sister network sort of thing. So um, I guess the first question I have for you and since we are fellow Colts fan, and we're going to try our best not to make this an all Colts podcast, although I'm thinking maybe there's something in the future, uh, at least on my end, I've already kind of been considering this. Um, maybe in the future we might have a Colts show, but let's let's keep this one away from being all Colts. But since we are both Colts fans, and I did make kind of a glaring um, risk that did that kind of bit me in the butt. Uh, what do you think about how I worked this uh, this Colts team in this mock draft? I, I don't hate it, um, I, but I'm, I'm going to tell the listeners of Toilets the title. I have an unapologetic man crush on Justin. I'm still not Justin Fields. Uh, I I like him too. Of Will Levis, I, I really like Will Levis. Now, sometimes when I like a type like that, uh, it comes back to bite me. You know, Sam Darnold and Drew Locke. But sometimes it pays off huge dividends, whether that's Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, Justin Herbert. I like these big, athletic, mobile, but not overly mobile, big-arm quarterbacks. The smarter they are in school, the more I like them. So I have a type. Now, I don't want to spoil the entire mock draft, but you managed to get Will Anderson, defensive end, to put on the other side of Quiddy Pay uh, on the Colts' defensive line. I think that'll be good with defensive coordinator Gus Bradley. And then you managed to get Hendon Hooker in the in the second round. I don't mind that, and I'll tell you why I don't mind Hendon Hooker. He's going to be basically a redshirt freshman type guy this year. And you're not going to play him a bunch. You're going to play a lot of Gardner Minshew, which means the Colts could be bad. And if the, the Colts are really bad and wind up with a top one or two pick next year, they could potentially be drafting Caleb Williams or Drake May, which then – you know, maybe you have a bargaining chip to trade Hendon Hooker next year. So you you kind of gave the team some outs. I don't know that they're going to go that way. I think Chris Ballard doesn't have a choice but to take a QB there and let Shane Steichen work his magic. But, man, you know, there's nothing wrong with because, you know, the Colts wouldn't be the first team to be using this philosophy. There's talk that Houston could forego a quarterback and turn around and draft a a defensive lineman or maybe an offensive lineman as well. Yeah. And, you know, punt quarterback for another year. So uh, Adam Schefter came out the other day and said he expects no more than two QBs to be taken in the first five picks. And Shefty's pretty patched in. And if you think about it, it makes sense, right? So um, I think you did a fine job as a fellow Colts fan. And I, I give you a solid B, solid B. Right on, right on. Well, if I'm being completely transparent, I really wanted to try to trade back personally. I was trying to trade back to that that 15, 17 to maybe 20, 22 range. 
and hopefully still get Will Levis. I wanted to see how far Will Levis would fall in a mock draft like this of our peers because we're all fans, right? We're not GMs. So I want to see where the fans would have taken him. It still would have bit me because our man um, uh, from uh, Deep Fried Draft, at Deep Fried Draft, actually traded up to the 10th spot with his Minnesota Vikings to take Will Levis. So I still would not have gotten him had I traded back. So the uh, the fallback there at the 204 was was the Hendon Hooker for, for all the same reasons that you said. And also, you kind of like to think that Hendon Hooker would be ready to go by the end of the season um, after, after his, his injury rehab. And he's going to be ready for uh, training camp from what we hear, but obviously he's not going to be gameplay ready to start the season. Maybe those last few games – you get to see what he's got. Maybe he's he's going to be worth it. But uh, but yeah, absolutely. Um, en- enough about the Colts. We will uh, we'll move on here. But was there anything else that was just a, a glaring yes or no that really stood out to you? Not really. Um, I, I again, I like that because you go to certain like mock drafts. Like I use Tankathon a lot, which I think they're tied to Walter Football and you know Bleacher Report, and that's all cool. It's all totally good. But they never. Or I shouldn't say never, but they rarely mix in a lot of trades. You guys had like eight, 10 trades and they were all very realistic and you gave up stuff. And then you made, you know, the second and third round picks based off the trades that you made. It was very accurate. I don't think we get 10, 10 trades in day one and day two, but it was, a, it was a lot of fun and, and and you guys did a really good job. So um, we'll talk about the skill position players. Do you want me real quick to run through all of the skill position guys? Um, because I, I can pull that up real quick. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that'd be uh, that would be great. Because um, yeah. we don't want these guys to wait until we announce. And by guys, I mean the ladies and gents that listen to the Toilets to Titles, you know, Dynasty and Fantasy and all things football podcast. But I'll read them real quick. I'll be I'll be as quick, but as efficient as I as I possibly <laughs> can. So you already mentioned it earlier. The Carolina Panthers took Bryce Young in. The 101 position, uh, the Vegas betting odds seem to agree. The Texans took the big risk, big upside in Anthony Richardson. The Las Vegas Raiders traded up to get C.J. Stroud. You already mentioned Will Levis fell to the Minnesota Vikings via trade. Uh, A pick that I didn't love because I'm a big John Mechie guy, but Houston with their second first-round pick uh, winded up with Jackson Smith and Jigba. The Green Bay Packers took Notre Dame tight end Michael Mayer. I'm going to have a hard time not calling him Michael Meyer, the, the Halloween serial killer guy, but we'll, we'll navigate through that the best we can all 2023. And he should, he should really play on that as well. He, he, absolutely. I'd be walking around with like a, like a rubber, not, not a real, you know, steak knife and a, <laughs> and a, and a white mask. And yeah, it's that uh, we'll talk about this next guy. He'll probably be a, an early pick. Bijan Robinson, Philadelphia, Jordan Addison went to the Chargers. Zay Flowers, a guy that I, I'm actually hoping falls to our Colts uh, in the early second round, went to the Baltimore Ravens in this mock. The New York Giants took Quentin Johnston. John's Cowboys took Dalton Kincaid. I think the Dallas Cowboys are a great landing spot for a rookie tight end. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo added some speed in Jalen Hyatt at the wide receiver position, and that was all the skill position players that went in the first round of your all's mock. Round two, the Houston Texans went another wide receiver in Joshua Downs. You already alluded to it as well. Hendon Hooker to the Colts with your second-round pick. The Seahawks took Cedric Tillman to add to their wide receiver group. 
Uh, a pick that I absolutely loved personally because I think it gives us the cliche thunder and lightning in Atlanta when they add Jameer Gibbs to oh, the existing running back room of Tyler Algier. Uh, Marvin Mims to the Patriots. I think that's a good fit. Darnell Washington, tight end out of Georgia to the Lions. Uh, another tight end. He sounds like a country music singer to me. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. But the Jacksonville Jaguars uh, took Luke Musgrave. Or a NASCAR driver. I would all the, the the critics would also say NASCAR driver, uh, good friend and uh, toilets to titles contributor Mr. George Reed took a very Homer esque pick here. He took Zach Charbonnet at the uh, at the back end of the second round with the Miami Dolphins, and then the Bears added some more speed to their backfield by adding Devon A Chain, and then in the third round, the final round of the mock draft done by the toilets to titles crew. They took Arizona Cardinals wide receiver. I'm sorry, Arizona Cardinals took wide receiver Rishi Rice. The Los Angeles Rams took wide receiver Tyler Scott. The Tennessee Titans took heir apparent to Derrick Henry in is well, I call him Izzy, but Israel Abanacanda. The Colts. This is this is one you knocked out of the park, by the way. Michael Wilson. We'll probably talk about him during the mock. If we don't love that's, him. I love him. I, I think he, if he goes here to the Colts, I think this could be our Terry McLaren pick. Uh, a guy who did well at the Senior Bowl, who I could just would would be nice. If he would be a wonderful consolation prize for me as a Colts fan, if we do not, in fact, wind up with with a Zay Flowers, uh, Kendra Miller kind of poo poos some dynasty gamers who really hope Rashad White gets the bell cow role in Tampa Bay. But you all had Kendra Miller falling to Tampa Bay. The Eagles uh, drafted a second tight end, maybe like someone to to fill in when Dallas Goddard's hurt in Sam Laporta. John, two tight ends. He pulled a Colts from last year. The Colts last year took Ogletree, and um, I'm drawing a blank on the other guy's name, and I, and I love him. I just tweeted about him the other day. Um, uh, not Javon Kinlaw, Lord, Lord Mercy. Anyway, he'll come back to me during the course of the show. But he took another tight end. He took Tucker Craft. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals, maybe a potential replacement for a, a T. Higgins they can't potentially afford in Jonathan Mingo. The Buck, the Bucks add a, a speedster somewhat in their own right in Tank Dell. The Chiefs continue to, to try to answer the wide receiver one question for them with A.T. Perry. Not a bad way to answer it. Not, not too shabby at all. A little bit older prospect, but not too shabby. The uh, Cardinals maybe give themselves a little bit of an option uh, at the QB position, they took Dorian Thompson Robinson. New Orleans Saints took local guy uh, Tajay Spears. And they also took a wide receiver in Bryce Ford Wheaton. And the final skill position player in typical 49ers fashion, they took Tanner McKee right there in the kind of that Northern California area, quarterback out of Stanford. So, so that's the recap of the skill position players. In the top three, how do you rate my uh, my recap for the listeners? That was incredible. You uh, you blew right through that like you've been practicing all day, and I know you haven't. So that's uh, that was pretty amazing. But for the record, uh, we we have confirmed that Dorian Thompson has already uh, has already swatched swapped gamer tags with Kyler Murray. So um, so they're able to communicate back and forth via video game. Um, but uh, the uh, um, <laughs> the I want to I want to throw out a request real quick uh, for if I'm ever given the opportunity to come on Dynasty Warzone with you, because I'm not usually typically much of a Dynasty guy. So this is going to be deep in the future because I'm only starting to really get into the Dynasty formats. Um, I, I 
I like one of your segments, the good people, bad tweets. So I want that to be a part of, of that episode. So uh, you guys noticed well, that. Well, first of all, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I hate to cut you off. It's bad co-hosting, but you know what? I'm going to do it. A, consider yourself invited. B, um, much like you guys, we have a Patreon. And one of the things that we've, we've done a lot of is, is helping people that want to create content you know, create content. We have three guys. We have Jesse, Mike, and Chad. They host a show on our network called the Dynasty War Games. They typically record live on Monday evenings, and then we broadcast the podcast on Monday evenings on YouTube. And then Thursday, I make it a podcast. I would love to have you on because you are such you don't you don't truly get the credit you deserve. And maybe you do when I'm not on the air. You don't get it on Twitter. You do an amazing job of holding the toilets of titles, you know, group together. You do an amazing job in your own right with the production values, with the thumbnails, with the the producing of the show. Um, you're always great on air, but you do a tremendous job uh, well, behind the scenes. And I would love to have you on the show. I do appreciate that. But I, I have to admit that I did a lot of that in the beginning. I did a lot of that the first couple of years. But the last year, we've kind of been uh, spreading that out to other guys. So I, I definitely want to give props to Nino and uh, and Jared and and uh, and Joe and um, George and and Andrew and like the whole the whole team. Like I, I know I'm forgetting people, but we've got so many on the team now that I can't just sit here and name them all because we only have a 45 minute show. But I, I do appreciate the perks and uh, and I do feel like I, I helped a lot in the beginning. But uh, um, but there's just so many guys on the team that that make that really make this happen. But guys down there at the bottom of your screen. And if you're not watching on YouTube, it's patreon.com slash dynasty war zone. And, and um, so, uh, so make sure you, you hit them up there, especially if you're a uh, Patreon of ours as well with this collab, who knows, maybe we can come up with a special um, a bonus for the Patreons that pay that support both. So uh, um, we'll figure something out if we have to on that end, but I say we get into this draft because, uh, well, first of all, we only have about 25 minutes left. Now I want to I see how far we go with this. But just to give the viewers a little bit of a rundown on how this draft is going to work. Again, just like we said before, and if you're not watching on YouTube, you should because we have the screen up for you. Um, we are going to be drafting a Superflex Dynasty rookie-only linear draft. And this is going to be based off of that mock draft, those skill players that Memphis just listed so so elegantly, so elegantly. See, I can't even talk straight um, when I'm just saying one sentence. So, uh, so it's a good thing you took the lead on that, Memphis. So, um, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna forfeit the uh, the one on one to you, and then we'll alternate from there. So, uh, so who do you got here? Who are we gonna kick this thing off with? Uh, I'm gonna keep it short and sweet. Even though it's super flex, I don't love this quarterback class, and I'm not gonna pass on the sure thing that is Bijan Robinson. I will tell you, I would not love the Eagles as a landing spot because Jalen Hurts is going to get his around the goal line. They don't check the ball down. You know, a lot of people, I heard this on Twitter, speaking of good people, bad tweets, and they were talking about his lack of usage in the in the passing game. And like all of a sudden, Kenneth Gainwell is going to be this PPR machine. I'm like, look at the total targets last year. This offense just, and, and it's very typical of the running style quarterback. They don't tend to check down a lot. So that would be my reservation because Bijan catches the ball really well. I would prefer Bijan land in a spot like like Dallas. So I'm sorry to Tony Pollard fans out there. I'd love to see him land in a spot where they have a mobile quarterback. I think what's going to happen, I'm calling my shot here on Toilets of Titles. I think the Texans are going to draft Bryce Young, excuse me, are going to draft C.J. Stroud, number two, and they're going to do a lot of checking down. 
to the running back. So I like BJ. I like Bijan Robinson. I don't love the landing spot with Philadelphia, but I'm going to make him my 101. Outstanding, outstanding. I love it. Um, this uh, this is a super flex, and um, the quarterback is going to be tough for me because while I kind of like the landing spot. For most of these, I have to admit the boomer bust of Anthony Richardson does kind of scare me. Being on the Texans also kind of scares me. I'm really starting to fall for Bryce Young, and I'm really starting to believe that he's the real deal. But did you happen to see the um, uh, the tweet that went out where Peyton Manning was pretty much saying that Will Levis was genetically engineered to be an NFL quarterback? Um I don't know if you saw that or not. I, I did, and I saw Will Levis's um, – uh, I've been doing some work with the folks over at Player Profiler, and one of their other contributors is a gentleman named Anand Naduri, and he used to work in an NFL front office, and he's really big on this draft side. And he posted a tweet that Will Levis is now the favorite to go second overall. Oh, and I'm, I'm not going to curse on the Toilets, the Titles podcast because I don't know oh. what the language parameters are, but I will tell you this. Peyton, keep your big yap shut. Yeah. Nope. Keep your yap because we I I want Will Levis as I, I I've wanted him all along, but um we'll, we'll find out more. So you're going Bryce Young here? Um, so I, okay, I do love Will Levis, and I love the landing spot with the Vikings with Justin Jefferson and and the weapons he has there. Um, but at the same time, uh, yes, I think I'm still gonna go Bryce Young here. Uh, even though I do think that Will Levis is the real deal. Um. So, uh, so yeah, I'm going to go with Bryce Young. I don't think that that running game is going to be stacked enough for them. They're going to need Bryce Young in all facets of the game, and he does have all facets, all facets of the game to show. So, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be good here. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you uh, do what you're gonna do next, but I'm gonna go with Bryce Young with the uh, with the 102. Well, I like that pick, and and for those of the toilets of titles listeners that are seasonal gamers that play seasonal superflex. If, if this this scenario plays out the way that you have, I think Bryce Young's the only one that's going to have any real 2023 20, value because if Stroud does go to, to the Raiders and Levis goes to the Vikings and Richardson goes to the, uh, the Texans, there's a shot where none of those guys see a lot of playing time. Right. Which is cool because this is the way the NFL used to do it. You redshirt these guys. Patrick Mahomes got redshirted. Yeah. And this wouldn't hurt all of them long term, but it would hurt their fantasy value in 2023 alone. But I I, I like what you guys did here. I'm actually gonna I am gonna swing for this is where I'm 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 swinging for a home run. I don't want to hit a double. If I'm gonna invest the 103, if I want to take a guy that's gonna have like a Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins type career arc and a CJ Stroud. Why wouldn't I just go trade the 103 for Kirk Cousins plus in a dynasty league? I would much rather take Will Levis here. I know it's way too early, but you know what? If he goes to Minnesota the way you have it, you mean he gets to throw to TJ Hawkinson? You mean he gets to throw to Justin Jefferson? You mean he gets to have the head coach that coached up the, you know, the LA Rams plays indoors, you know, nine times a year they play, you know, Detroit indoors. I know it's early. I know it's a homer pick. I 100% admit that, but I have to go based off the landing spots y'all gave me and the parameters of the draft, which is super flex. Yeah. So I'm going to try to hit a double. Uh, on a recent show I did on Player Profiler, you can find it on their YouTube channel. We did rookie comps, 
and I compared Will Levis to Sam Herbert or Justin Darnold, meaning that this guy could be everything from Sam Darnold <laughs> to Justin Herbert and everything in between. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking a big swing, knowing it could be a big miss, but that's my pick at the 103. Very good, and uh, I'm glad you clarified that because I was trying to figure out who Sam Herbert was. Uh-huh. You know, when I wrote the show sheet, Jerry, my co-host, was equally confused. He's like, I think you had a Freudian slip. I'm like, no, it was meant to be a joke, <laughs> kind of like some humor, some levity. We're supposed to entertain and educate Jerry. You think, I mean, you think after five years he'd get it by now, but yeah, here we are. <laughs> it was entertaining, I promise. Um, let's see, and I'm not just saying that. <laughs> uh, let's see. So, so I'm up. I'm at the uh, I'm at the 104, and in a rookie draft right now, I'm tilting because Will Levis just went off the board. Because I have to pretend like I wasn't the guy that that drafted at 102, also. So, um, so I have to pretend like I didn't have the opportunity to take him a spot early. So, um, so I, if I'm looking at the board, and I know it's super flex, I'm looking at these quarterbacks like you said that aren't necessarily going to make a uh, a, a day one, uh, season one, um, uh, any kind of points for my team. So I might start to consider some of these wide receivers. Um, I don't think I'm going to dig too deep at running back just yet, because at this point, I think digging at running back, um, even even though it's J- uh, Jameer Gibbs and he's got a real shot at season one, I think I'm going to push. There's a couple wide receivers here that I like better. But ultimately, I'm usually in it for the long haul when I do play Dynasty. I think I still cannot pass up C.J. Stroud here in a super flex. So um, I don't I've never I've always liked um, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I've always liked him as a backup guy. I've always liked him as a good game manager. But um, I mean, it's it's the Raiders and it's all about going big with them. And, and it's it's all about being flashy and, and putting on a show and and trying to win now and I think there's a chance that they might try to throw C.J. Stroud out there a little bit this season just to see what he's got. And by and by next season, the his year two, um, he very, very likely could get a lot of playing time, if not be the starter. So I'm going to go with C.J. Stroud here. Well, I, I really like that pick. And I, I think him going to the Raiders is a good spot because he's, he's mostly a finished product. There's a little polish. There's a little nuance you can add to his game. And I think that's where Josh McDaniel would be a really good offensive coordinator for him. We've seen Josh McDaniel years ago with Tim Tebow and that highly developable, that's not even a word, a QB that's able to be developed at a high level. That's a better combination of words into English. We, but, we, but, you know, he wasn't able to get Tim Tebow, like because this would not be a good spot for me with Anthony Richardson. I don't think Josh McDaniel can take him from a raw product to a finished product. But if you can give him a C.J. Stroud that's a mostly finished product and put a little polish on him with Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers and Hunter Renfro and Josh Jacobs and a decent offensive line, maybe he could step in after three or four games and really thrive. So I I love your pick. I've got a pick. Now, I'll be honest. I've, I've been very close on these two guys the entire time. I don't love it because it hurts my man, John Mechie, who I'm rooting for. He's he's going to be at the OTAs this week, um, coming back from like like a, a, a lymphoma, I believe, as a cancer of, of that type. And but I got to take Jackson Smith and Jigba here at the at the 105. Uh, I think this is not the best for my man Mechie, but 
to put Jackson Smith and Jigba with a really good, accurate passer of the quarterball of the of the of the of the football at the quarterback position. This is a hand in glove for me. You know, is it as good as it would have been with maybe C.J. Stroud? No, but him catching the ball from from Young for Jackson Smith and Jigba, two big thumbs up. I think this should be the absolute last spot you should be able to get JSN. In a, in a in a super flex startup or not excuse me a super flex rookie draft uh 105 should be his floor and if you get him at the 105 you should be thrilled i think this should be pretty standard adp at this point yeah no i absolutely love that i i'm really 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 hoping that after they move on from aaron Rodgers, the green bay packers go out of their way to take uh, to get Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think that that would be hilarious for one, but also uh, the Packers have always been my NFC team. I love the guy. I love the player and they need a wide receiver. Um, so uh, unfortunately though, like you said, within the parameters of this draft, you gotta, you gotta deal with what you're dealt. It's, it's still, it's, it's still JSN. <laughs> it's still a great pick. Um, so uh uh, real quick, uh, so JFL is in the chats, JFL uh, Prod, I'm guessing produce, production, producer. Uh, he said CJ Stroud and Njigba, and he said those back-to-back, and we took them back-to-back, so I think we're doing all right so far. Yeah, what's up, Rich? Um, real quick, uh, also, before I move on, I neglected to talk about our own Patreon. Uh, so it's patreon.com slash Titles. Um, so now you've got Dynasty Warzone, now you got Toilets Titles. Uh, hit us with that Patreon. We appreciate your support. I'll make my pick right now because I already know exactly where I'm going because I actually kind of love the landing spot here. Um, Keenan Allen isn't going to be there forever. Uh, and he's a he's, he's just a baller. He's a great player. So I just posted on our uh, TikTok earlier today, CJ Johnson has been going uh, going out of his way every offseason to go train with Keenan Allen. Turns out Keenan Allen trains with a lot of young wide receivers on a regular basis. So he's almost like a coach on the field for these guys when they come in. And I don't think that it's uh, it's any coincidence that other wide receivers like Mike Williams will come in and play beyond their potential at the NFL level. So um, I felt pretty strongly that um, uh, that uh, Jordan Addison uh, from USC for, so Miranda, Miranda she wrote, at Miranda she wrote, chose Jordan Addison to go to the L.A. Chargers for her Chargers. I think it's a great pick. I think it's a great fit. And he's got a great quarterback. So uh, so I'm going to go with Jordan Addison here. You know, that that was almost my choice. I, I like the talent. I like the size of JSN just a little bit more than Jordan Addison. But way back when we first started talk, talking rookies, it was the end of January, 1st of February. I came on and did a mock draft with you guys. And I had Addison at that time as my wide receiver one. I really like that landing spot. Not only can they not keep Keenan Allen forever, but I don't think Mike Williams has to be there forever. Fair. You know, they're, they're, they're pretty expensive. They're banged up. They're going to have to extend Herbert. You know, I think Bosa still needing a contract, if I remember correctly. Um, Derwin James makes a lot of money. They've hit on some draft picks. They're going to need to free up some some cap. And Free agent, cheap free agent, and rookie skill position is going to be where they have to go. But you left me a guy, and I said, and I quote, if this guy lands yeah. in, a, in, in, in a premier position like Miami, I have to move Zach Charbonnet ahead of Jameer Gibbs. Nothing against Jameer Gibbs, but Zach Charbonnet, 
Um, again, I, I'm going to keep referencing the podcast slash YouTube video I did for Player Profiler the other night. I comp this guy, and it's an old school comp. And kids, if you've never seen him play because you're newer to Dynasty, you need to go to YouTube and search Larry Johnson, Larry Johnson NFL. Because if you search Larry Johnson, you may get the the <laughs> basketball player who went by Grandmama, but Larry Johnson who Early came out ones. of yeah, that's right. Larry Johnson, who came out of Penn State, who played for the Kansas City Chiefs. If you watch some of his tape from the early 2000s and, and, then, and then you watch Zach Charbonnet, you see a lot of comparables. You're going to put him in this uh, in this uh, McDaniel offense down there in Miami, not to be confused with Josh McDaniels, but Mike McDaniel, singular. Th- then you're going to see some stuff. I-, I love this. The only thing between him and dynasty excellence here is a bunch of bums named Miles Gaskin, Salvan Ahmed, Jeff Wilson Jr., and Raheem Moster. And he will blow past all of these guys in no time. So his dynasty value would shoot to the moon. So give me Zach Charbonnet here because I love the landing spot for George Reed's Miami Dolphins. Excellent, excellent. I love it. And um, I also love it for another reason because you made my next decision very easy. Uh, I had it between um, uh, Charbonnet and Jameer Gibbs. And um, and just like you said, that tandem in the backfield with the Atlanta Falcons, the, running backs aren't like most skill positions. Running backs can come in year one and hit the ground running and be good for your fantasy team. So even though typically in a super flex, you're going to see a lot of quarterbacks taken in the first round, I think that's a big reason why you're not seeing it in this particular first round. Um, also, just because, you know, they're rookies. They're, they're not going to play first year most likely. So um, so I'm really thrilled right now at what, what are, where are we at, the 108, to be able to, to get Jameer Gibbs. I'm also thrilled to get him uh, for Nate, our guy, our boy Nate, who's on, this, on the team. He's, uh, he's a big fan of Gibbs, so he, uh, he kind of talks about him all the time. I think he uh, talks about him in his sleep at night, too, so. Well, I, I like Gibbs a lot. It was close because, like I mentioned, when I was reading the rundown of the players and where you guys mock drafted them to, I think this would be a great spot. Thunder yeah. and Lightning with Tyler Algier. Uh, and, and the landing spot doesn't bother me if he lands with another decent running back. I mean, the the lazy comp to him has been Alvin Kamara. The comp that I like a little bit better is Christian McCaffrey. But okay, it did. If you go to player profiler and put put in both Gibbs and Christian McCaffrey and look at their size, they're virtually identical from a height and weight standpoint. Like Christian McCaffrey at the combine weighed 202. Jameer Gibbs weighed 199. Three pounds doesn't make a whole lot of difference. That's half a meal for some of us. So it's not a it's 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 not a huge to-do for for Jameer Gibbs. But when Alvin Kamara came in the league, he shared a backfield with a guy named Mark Ingram. Yep. who was pretty damn good at football. And when you have a good offensive-minded head coach, I'm not 100% sure on the Titans. I'm excuse me, on the – he used to be with the Titans, but the, the the Falcons head coach, not 100% there because he's not used his weapons properly. So that's why I went Charbonnet. But this right here is the perfect, the quintessential spot where I want to get Anthony Richardson. If, if I'm drafting ninth and this is my draft spot, then – Last year, I finished in the final four of my league. You know, I probably got a couple of good quarterbacks, but you know what? Maybe I'm still sitting on um, – maybe you have Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. Maybe you have Patrick Mahomes 
and like Mac Jones or somebody. This is the perfect guy to sit behind a couple of those type quarterbacks. And in a year, you can see what you have. And you know what? This could be a winning lottery ticket. The reason why I took Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, these are the kind of guys that if they hit the tippy top of their ceiling, they're going to win you dynasty leagues. Whereas Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are going to be that Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff type that aren't going to lose you a league, but aren't going to go out of their way to win you one. So give me the big home run swing here in Anthony Richardson. I think this is not only good value i think this is a good spot for him right now but i will say this you're in a bad spot yourself because this is a big tear break for me right here in Superflex. now is this tight end premium too um i i don't think that we set it up as tight okay end perfect premium. i just want to make sure because um as as you're making your selection i've got a review yeah, yeah so first off I want, I want to comment about your anthony richardson I, I i really enjoy that as you said you you're already a big fan of mechie and then now according to this mock there's also Jackson, uh, JSN is there. So um, so he's got weapons, right? So he has something to work with. Da Damian Pierce showed that he's no slouch a slouch at the uh, running back. Bobby Trees? They brought in Bobby Trees as a veteran presence? Yeah, absolutely. And they, they've got um, uh, Dalton Schultz now. And so they have a, a, uh, a viable tight end. Um, so, I mean, he's got weapons, right? So... Uh, so I, I thoroughly enjoy the pick. Yeah, that's that's definitely a futuristic pick. So now, as you said, there's a tear break, and there's there's a there's a clear talent break, but also kind of kind of iffy on some of these landing spots. Like we, we both have mentioned, uh, well, you mentioned it, but I totally agree. Zay Flowers, if he falls to the Colts, like that's going to be amazing. You and I will get on a show and and we'll cheers together on that one if it happens. Uh, um, but uh, but some of these other like like having him with the Baltimore Ravens, I'm not super stoked about that landing spot, right? So, um, so that that's kind of what I'm looking at. So if I'm sitting here at the 110 as a Colts fan in a super flex, it's a homer pick. It's a homer pick, but I'm I'm going to at this point, even though it's kind of blowing a first round pick, it's a late first. I'm going to get the Colts quarterback. Um, uh, so, so I'm going to go out of my way to take Hendon Hooker here, and and that's only because I'm being honest with myself. I, I was a Colts fan for all of the other odd number picks in this draft, but I felt like the 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 talent, the the landing spot, the value was uh, too great to pass pass up on all those other players. I'm sorry, even numbered, um, but uh, but in this case, I, I I can't I can't risk it anymore because at this point I know he's not coming back to me, but also because of the tear breaks, I'm I'm going to take the risk and I'm going to hope that I have the Colts quarterback of the future. I hope he pans out, and then if he doesn't, I'm going to be trying to get that Colts quarterback next year anyway. Well, allow me to commend you on this pick and any of your dynasty gamers that wind up with Hendon Hooker here. You're doing okay, and let me tell you why. Again, if you took him at the 110, you finished in the final four in your league, and you've probably got some established quarterbacks. This You've earned the right to take this scratch-off lottery ticket that, that is Hendon Hooker because if Hendon Hooker hits, he's going to be a key cog. He's got the ceiling, and it's not just the Colts that are a good landing spot. If Seattle decides to quote-unquote reach and take him. I think they have either 18 or 20, or Detroit does the same thing because they also have two first-round picks, a top seven, and then they both have like around 20. Or the if Vikings at 17, I believe. The Vikings at 17, I've seen him linked to. That's perfect because he's yeah. going to sit for a year. It's going to be like a, a bond or a treasury note that takes a little bit of time to mature. 
But when you get paid, you get paid. And and I think you've earned the right to take Hendon Hooker at the 110. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy. And uh, there are two places if you're looking, if you're a Toilets of Titles listener, um, that you can find my rankings. You can find them over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Or about a week after I post them on the patron, I send them to the guys over at Toilets of Titles. And a guy that has moved up my wide receiver rankings, he is now my wide receiver four in this class. And I'm going to take him ahead of my wide receiver three because I do not like the landing spot with Baltimore and OBJ and and Mark Andrews. So I'm going to take Marvin Mims here right now. And Marvin Mims might have the most ridiculous high school season ever in the history of the state of Texas. How ridiculous? I'm glad you asked. He had 114 catches. Uh, catches, not targets, 114 in high school, 2,626 yards. That's not a typo. I'm taking this right off of max preps, 2,626 yards, an average of 23 yards a catch, 187 yards a game. Oh, how many touchdowns? Again, great question. 31. The dude averaged two touchdowns a game. My comp for him on the player profiler show the other night was bursty T.Y. Hilton. He's as fast as T.Y. Hilton. He's about the same size as T.Y. Hilton, but he's a much more explosive, sudden athlete. Think somewhere between, in my opinion, it's just my opinion, think somewhere between T.Y. Hilton and Tyreek Hill. And I think that's where you're, he's not quite as explosive as, as Tyreek, but just as fast as those kind of guys. So give me Marvin Mims going to the New England Patriots because he walks in day one and he's the alpha. I mean, who's he got to beat out? A bunch of bums, Devontae Parker and a bunch of scrubs off the 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 waiver, not waiver wire, but the free agent wire. He could literally walk in and, and produce big as a rookie. So give me Marvin Mims right here, especially I'll take him. Now, had the the, the draft spots been flip-flop with him and Zay Flowers, we're having a different conversation. Oh, yeah. But, but based on what I have, his path to wide receiver one success target opportunity as a rookie moving up my draft board marvin mims is my pick outstanding outstanding love it um i, I want to uh, real quick because we're about to close this out uh, we definitely don't have time for a second round but uh um but i, I want to close this out real quick by mentioning uh cfb nation um the cfb nation on twitter uh that is our college football team and we have a team of five guys that are out at five different division one schools on the sidelines doing interviews with coaches and players and interviews at the NFL draft coming up there. They've done interviews at the senior bowl um, and, uh, and the NFL combine right here in Indianapolis, they are all over the place and their Twitter handle is not doing justice. They only have, they only had like 267 followers earlier on Twitter. That is at CFB nation. Get on there and follow them on Twitter, please. I'm going to say that they are sponsoring this round one right here uh, just so I can give them a little bit of a plug. Um, I love the way that this first round has gone so far. I want to say that on our YouTube shorts and on our TikTok, you can see our man Coach Sheps talk about my next pick, Michael Mayer. Um, I understand he's a tight end. He's a rookie. How in the world can you take a rookie tight end in the first round? But guys, Listen to Coach Sheps when he talks. This man, uh, because I don't watch a lot of college football, but when I do, it's Notre Dame. Okay, I, I, again, we're in Indiana. I, I'm, I, I root for Notre Dame. Um, 
even though I can admit that they're usually overrated almost every single year to start the season. But <laughs> I digress. Michael Mayer can do it all. He can block. He finished in the top five for tight ends in Division One football for receiving yards each of the last two years um, with over 800 yards both seasons. The, the dude is an animal, all right? In this particular mock draft, he went to the Green Bay Packers, and the Green Bay Packers did not take any other weapons in these first three rounds in the way of weapons for their quarterback. So um, Michael Mayer could very potentially come in season one and get some good work. Uh, this isn't designed to be a tight end premium. This isn't designed to be a two tight end league. And I'm still okay with taking him at the tail end of the first round. Uh, and not just because I enjoy watching the man play football on Saturdays and I want to enjoy watching him play on Sundays. Just, I straight up believe that he could be a year one contributor and possibly be a stud by year two. So I'm going to go with Michael Mayer. Well, I know we're wrapping it up. I I like Michael Mayer. It's like sometimes I will say this before I get into my my love for Michael Mayer. I will say if Dalton Kincaid does land in Dallas, uh, or, yeah. or or anyone lands in Dallas, to be quite honest, especially with first round NFL draft capital, it's going to be hard hard not to elevate him past Michael Mayer. But sometimes we galaxy brain this thing. Yeah. The guy was the that was the tight end one coming in, and I think Kincaid's good. And he wasn't even supposed to be the one on his own team, you know. He just kind of ascended to that, you know. It's and, and I agree with the overrated comment that you made, Justin, because you know we I was told that uh, Kyle Rudolph was purple Gronk because he was, you know, <laughs> c- c- coming out of Notre Dame. We had Tyler Eifert. These guys from Notre Dame, a Cole Komet was another guy. Yeah. But 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 Michael Mayer, he has the quintessential skills that you want out of a rookie. And I think it would be so appropriate. Because you know, we've heard this this song and dance and crying for Aaron Rodgers that Green Bay never took a never took a first round, you know, skill position player for him. How much fun would it be is the year that, that Aaron Rodgers is out of Green Bay is the year that Green Bay takes a first-round skill position guy. I would love it. I would absolutely, you know, I'd be giddy about it. I actually think Green Bay should take Jordan Addison and uh, take a tight end in the second round, but this is the the hand we were dealt. I think Michael Mayer, even though this is not a tight end premium league, that that's a fine pick because – it's a good offense. He's going to get targets, and he should play as a rookie. Well, very well. I, I appreciate that. Those are. Uh, it, it sounds like you and I are pretty pretty level on most of these picks. It doesn't sound like we uh, we disagree too much, which made for very uninteresting radio. But uh, what what can we do? <laughs> well, we can't force it. I mean, it's like you know. I'm hoping the listener didn't hear. Oh, Quentin Johnston went you know in the first round to the Giants, and there's a clear void for them. That's not changing my mind. Jalen Hurt, you know, Jalen Hyatt went to Buffalo and he's paired with Josh Allen. I've been down the Gabe Davis road. I'm not falling for that banana in the tailpipe. There's a lot of really good skill position guys, but I think for the most part, you know, some of the listeners and some of the viewers on YouTube may say, hey, you know, Richardson should have went a couple of picks higher. I would have taken, you know, Gibbs ahead of Charbonnet or, or you know, Stroud should have went ahead of Levis or Young. And, and those are all fine. But I think, by and large, for the most part, based off the the results of the first mock draft, I think the mock draft you and I did was uh, was pretty good. And here in about two weeks, we'll have real post-NFL draft data to be able to comp how you and I did versus how the dynasty and fantasy world will see these guys post-NFL draft. 
And that's kind of what I was trying to get at is, is there are going to be people out there that kind of disagree with us. I want to see that in the comments. Please comment that in the YouTube um, and, and let us know what you would have done differently uh, because we want to see it. Like we want to see on uh, on draft day here in about a week and a half uh, where we were wrong with our mock draft that we did that we based this mock draft off of. Um, and then we want to see how you would have worked it differently in this mock as well. So, uh, but, uh, but I want to throw out there patreon.com slash toilets to titles. I, uh, I can't, uh, I can't thank the, the Patreon supporters enough for, for all that you guys have done for us over the years. Even before we had a Patreon, the support was unreal and incredible. You guys are the ones that are moving this ship. Um, patreon.com slash dynasty warzone again if you guys aren't watching on youtube right now you should be um, give us that like give us a thumbs up um, i think that's pretty much it for my outro but i want to hear your outro sir well uh, i got a couple of three things myself one um, we appreciate all the support but that goes well well beyond just saying you know patreon you know, not everybody's in a position to, to to open up the wallet. And you know what? We don't expect you to. If you're able to, if you're interested in the mock drafts, the extra podcasts, the uh, patron leagues, all the things that we both do at our various patrons are not always the same, but it's 100% free. Me and my buddy Kyle, we used to say it's the freest, the freest way to help guys like the Toilets of Titles crew or the Dynasty Warzone crew is simply go to iTunes or Spotify, or Google Play, and leave a rating and review. That is free. It costs you nothing but a couple of minutes of your time. That's a tremendous help. Go to YouTube. If you're listening to this, and you're normally a Toilets to Titles listener, and you're here in the Dynasty Warzone for the first time, go over and subscribe to the Dynasty Warzone. It's free. It costs you nothing. You know, cross-pollinating and helping each other out is a big way to help everybody. It's not about the patron. The Patreon for us, it, it, it pays for the streaming service. It, it, it keeps the lights on, if you will. But the real way for the long-term growth and health and sustainability of the shows, it's rating reviews and subs, guys. And all of that costs you nothing, and it means everything to us. So that is my outro. But I'm going to say, because I've, I've not done this with Justin, but I'm going to tonight. On behalf of that man, his name is Justin. You can follow him at JustinFF underscore. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. You can follow the show everywhere at Toilets to Titles. And uh, remember, here at the Toilets to Titles Warzone Dynasty thingamajigger, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. We'll see you back here real soon on both networks. Thanks for tuning in, guys.